my neighbors going to be like, what is this f***ing idiot doing? They always probably think I'm an asshole because I'm always yelling at my dogs. <laughs> I'm just going to go out to Shane's house. Be a tape out in his front yard without him knowing. Oh, yeah, man. There's plenty of trees out there. <laughs> Miranda just walk outside and they're like, who is in our front yard? Uh, we'll just... Just think you another one of those stray meth heads that wander around. <laughs> <laughs> we put out little saucers of milk for them, you know. Just... <laughs> it's just eight and eights of milk. <laughs> oh. oh man. <laughs> There's Tommy's out there on all fours licking out a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> oh, man. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Paranormal Minds of JST's podcast. I almost said YouTube channel for some reason. But... <laughs> Anyways, welcome. Tonight, or in the morning, whenever you decide to listen to this, how are y'all doing? I'm doing okay. I'm also joined with my two co-hosts, Josh. Hello, hello. And Shane. Uh, he, he needs meat. He sounded like a caveman. Shane hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so... <laughs> You guys, we've been hiking before, right? Several times. Yeah. We live, well, well, you, you you live close to a national forest. We live close to national forests. This is, this is, this is, this is. That's, yeah. that's the plural of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 13 S's at the end. I was going with 45, but I figured I'd shorten it that's down. That's too much. That's too much. <laughs> but <laughs> anyways, so we all know about Missing 411. We've touched on it a couple times. You know, we've never really dived too deep into stories of missing 401. So, I decided, well, how about we dive into some unique ones, right? And I got two cases. Both of them, they're like, they're decades apart, okay? And they're pretty much semi the same. They're decades apart and different states. So, without further ado, do let's uh, jump right in, shall we? So, I'm going to pull up my notes real quick. So, all right. And if I mispronounce these names, I'm just, I'm just me. Just deal with it. Okay. He's doing it on purpose. Maybe. I promise. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So, our first person. His name is Stephen Kubeki. Kubeki. Kubeka. Kubeki. I'm going to go with Kubeki. Anyways, in February 1977, he was 24 years old and he's just winter, so he decided he was going to go cross-country skiing, you know, through the snow near Lake Michigan. Now, he reached the edge of the lake. He took off his skis to sit down and rest. When 
you know, after a while, he's like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to get back. So let me turn around and get in my tracks and I'm going to leave. Right? Well, he he never was seen after that. So a bunch of people started getting involved. They started searching for him. Um, you know, all this stuff. And it went on for about a few months. About I think it was about a month, if I'm not mistaken. Uh the, the search team, when he had first gone missing, the search team found his pole skis at the edge of the lake. Um, they assumed that he was dead. Either he fell into the lake and froze or just got hypothermia, walked off, and froze somewhere else. And they searched everywhere. Couldn't find him. Well, 14 months later, he reappears in a f- grassy field in the middle of spring. And... He's wearing clothes that weren't his, and he there was a backpack next to him, which contained running shoes and glasses that did not belong to him either. So, now remember, he was in Michigan, right? He walked to the nearest town, and the people there told him he was in Pittsfield, uh, Massachusetts. So, 700 miles away from where he had been skiing. No recollection of it. None of that. So, as from what he says, um, he got up to walk in his tracks. Uh, He found his tracks were gone. He became lost. The last thing he remembered was walking through the snow, feeling numb and exhausted. He blacked out, and in the blink of an eye, it was spring, and that's when he was laying in the grassy field. Now, he did go on... Uh, people believe that he had amnesia and they did some studies and tests, but even doctors said there's no way that he would have had amnesia for that long and, you know, that long period of, of memory loss is just really not heard of. So he wound up going and becoming a PhD in psychology where he's still trying to figure out answers of what happened. Now, the next guy, um, this happened in February 2018, so not too long ago. Um, Danny Filippides was, he was from Canada, and he was on a ski trip with his friends in New York. All right, now, around 2 p.m., when they had been skiing for hours, his friends were ready to go back to the lodge, sit there, have some drinks, all that stuff. Well, Danny didn't want to go. He wanted to continue. All right. And by 4 p.m., Danny was, Danny had failed to return. He wasn't returning any texts or calls that his friends were sending out. So they organized a team of 130 people to secure the mountain and find him. Well, they didn't find him. This is where it gets crazy. So six days later, Philippides' wife received a phone call. She didn't know the number or anything. Um, so, But she answered it anyways. And there was a voice that sounded so far away and staticky. Turns out it was Danny's voice. He was incoherent and confused. He hung up on her. She called the number back and uh, pleaded for him to call 911 for help. So he did. He had no idea where he was, and he just described his surroundings. 
when the paramedics found finally found him, he was still wearing all his ski gear and in need of medical assistance. He was holding a brand new iPhone and someone had cut his hair. Somehow he ended up in San Francisco, California at the airport. It was 3,000 miles away from where he disappeared. So he had a new new haircut, new phone, new clothes. No, he he still had the same ski clothes on. He just had a new haircut and iPhone. Oh. And they didn't give a location in New York. So. But I found these two cases to be very interesting because it both deals with skiing and the fact that they disappeared and traveled far, you know, the 14 months though, I can understand 500, you know, 700 miles if he was walking. But what's crazy to me is dude just disappeared, wound up in Sacramento and you know, there he is. It's like six days later. All right. So, uh, me just, just to back you up a little bit, I did find a couple of the locations, mm. Lake Placid, New York is okay. where he went missing at. And uh, for the first guy, Stephen, it was, uh, oh shoot, how do you ever you say this? Saugatuck, Michigan. Look at this. This says, Google says it'll take you 238 hours to walk that far. Let's just say on average he walked, I don't know, six hours a day. Mm-hmm. It would only take him 40 days to get there. Yeah. I mean, so it's it's odd to me that it's like, but does he walk a little bit and stop for, you know, a few days or which I'm 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 assuming that's what he would do, you know? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, man. but uh, but the fact is, like, he doesn't remember how or anything like that, and right, you know, he ha- he had if if we're talking about Stephen, right, it's the one you're talking mm-hmm. about. He had new clothes and new uh, backpacks and sunglasses and running shoes. Yeah. So now, granted, it was in the nineteen, you know, late nineteen seventies. So you know, not a whole lot of security cameras, and you know, they didn't really track credit card numbers like they do now and stuff like that. So you know, I'm itching to share this map, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, go for it. I've been waiting on it. Right, I told you get your maps so, ready. <laughs> all right, so in uh, this is in reference to Stephen. Uh, I haven't found a good correlation, but I'm sure there is one. But uh, while I'm getting this ready to share, so you guys remember the Bennington Triangle we talked about, and then that people would pop up uh, wearing the wrong clothes, or people that were wearing red would go missing. I think was the big thing there. So, I mapped out uh, where Stephen disappeared and reappeared at. Now, you can already tell there's a correlation, right? This is where he disappeared, right outside of Lake Michigan, right outside of the Michigan Triangle, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting that he pops up almost the same exact distance outside of the Bennington Triangle. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Yeah, because see, here's, here's Pittsfield. I'm, I'll zoom in so you know I'm not, I'm not just picking random spots. 
And see, mm-hmm. there's the Saga Tuck. Yeah. And oh, wow. see, I mean, straight up almost the same distance. What uh, What is that, about 50 miles? Uh, give or take, yeah. And especially when you zoom out and, and just look at them, it's like, oh, dude went through yeah. a portal. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the, he, he did say something about he believes alternate um, realities. So... I wonder if it's something like he kind of remembers but doesn't remember. That makes right. sense. So now that your second dude, all right. So Danny disappeared right here around Lake Placid. Mm-hmm. I when I saw the name, I was like, "Why does that sound familiar?" That's that giant alligator movie, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now that that's insane. Yeah. Now, I don't see any correlation. Not to say there's not one. There's not some other portal. But still pretty close to the Bennington Triangle. Yeah. But I don't know of anything out in uh, Sacramento. Now, what makes it weird... Now, people with Danny believe that maybe he was kidnapped and a truck driver kidnapped him for some reason. Hmm. And he he hitchhiked. All the way to Sacramento, but why? If if he was leaving or just wanted to do that or whatever reason, even if he was kidnapped, why leave all his ski gear on? Yeah, for for how long again? How long was he missing? Six days. Yeah, it's a long time to wear ski gear. Mm-hmm. Plus, if people are looking for him, I mean, they're probably not looking for you know him in Oklahoma, but you see somebody in Oklahoma with ski gear on, you might be like, what are you doing with ski gear? Who's this person? You know? But, I don't know. I mean, I I feel like maybe that one could be chalked up to a kidnapping, but I don't don't see why. No ransom. Nothing. Uh, So, they just wanted to take that man to Sacramento, I guess. And if he was leaving, he would have changed his clothes, right? Yeah, he was saying. Yeah. It's odd he had the exact same clothes. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, you're in the desert in Sacramento, if I'm not mistaken, and there's no reason for you to be wearing ski gear. Mm -hmm. And it's not like he was in a terminal, either. He was at the car rental facility at Sacramento Airport. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. And maybe, so with, um, from what you said, he got dropped off in Sacramento, and he when he got to Sacramento, he didn't know who he was. Yeah. So who knows how long he really was out of it. So maybe he could have just, boop, over to Michigan through a portal or something, and had just been so disoriented, that's not unlikely for a truck driver to go from, you know, Chicago to San Francisco, Sacramento, California, mm-hmm. and drive it straight. So um, he could have been just that out of it, and it's just, you know, take me where you're going. Yeah. And, you know, you look at it, it's about a two-day train ride, at least, from here to Seattle. 
And I think it's also about like a two-day car drive from here to Seattle. So, and you can kind of say we're not exactly middle, but pretty much middle. So, four days from New York to Sacramento or, you know, even Chicago, like you said, you know. Yeah, even if it was immediate, hop in a car and drive is 43 hours from Lake Placid to Sacramento. But I only brought up the Michigan or Chicago area, you know, talking about that Michigan Triangle. So if he had teleported there and was, you know, just the opposite of Stephen, and you went through the portal the other way, uh, and that would have taken him no route found. I've never seen Google tell me that before. Oh. <laughs> You're diving too deep, Shane. All right, it's like, no, we see the maps you got pulled. <laughs> Diving too deep. There's no body of water, like large body of water next to the airport, but there is a river. The Sacramento River runs right next to the airport. So I wonder if that has anything to do with... I don't know. But you do know, uh, if you if you've dived into any like uh Davis uh David Politis's story or like investigations, he has said that bodies of water are a big uh thing dealing like that's a oh, lot there of time. There is a lake. Sorry. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. Well no bodies of water are one of the big factors in the four oh one cases when they actually find a body that Either the place has been searched or whatever before it just appears they find it. It's always either like by a bunch of rocks or body of water or close to it. Not exactly like in the water, but kind of by it. So, I mean, I thought these two stories were interesting because they're not exactly like, oh, Shane found some. The Nevada Triangle. Oh, he found another triangle. If you pull, <laughs> I like triangle apparently. Nice. So same thing. Uh, this Nevada triangle actually contains like area 51 in it, but is also 50 miles outside of Sacramento, just like the other one. Huh. Does it, does it entwine? Does it take up Folsom Lake? Folsom Lake. Where is Folsom Lake? Oh, it I guess is, I can look it's outside of Sacramento. But I'm trying to see. What does that say? What does that say? Um, I don't know if it would take. Oh, it might take. Because if you're if you're if you're in Reno, because Reno was part of the one I'm looking at. It, it may be the one you're looking at too. Uh, it might not. I don't know. Either way, it's right outside of it. But yeah. Uh, I, that was the biggest body of water that was close to the airport. Now, I don't know if he just showed up in the airport or if anybody had seen him walking down the road or anything like that. But I I don't know. It doesn't say, like, you know, if he was picked up. Like I said, he just he sounded far away and incoherent. So, I mean, who'd say he wasn't picked up, you know? Maybe he was picked up, found walking by the lake and 
Maybe he was saying like New York, New York or something, and they took him to the airport. You got us thinking too much on this one, Tommy. Like we're detectives. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I told you. I told you this one was going to be a fun one, didn't I? <laughs> Fresno. Yeah, that's kind of odd. Did he? And and was there anything specific? Specific about these gentlemen that, what other than skiing? At, were they skiing on the same mountains? Well, I know. I guess they weren't. If they were, because one guy's at uh, one place, and the other guy was completely somewhere else, in a whole other state. Now there is believed to be. I haven't looked too much into Danny, um, but Stephen was already working on a linguistics. If I'm not mistaken, let me make sure. I think it was linguistics. Uh, which one, Stephen? It's a K U B A C K I. So, yeah, he was he had already earned a degree in linguistics uh, before he went missing. Then he got wound up getting a PhD in psychology. Now there is kind of a theory. About if you look at some of the some cases, a lot of them are very intellectual people, like doctors and like outgoing like physicists, stuff like that. People like that. I mean, not stuff like that. Um, and a lot of very athletic people too. So let me check on Danny. As far as I know, he is just a normal dude oh. yeah that's what I was trying to get at did they do anything special mm. like for the government or or uh, Steven he he was in college he was 24 23 so um, as far as I know he wasn't doing anything as far as with the government or anything then again that could be hush hush too you know Maybe that's why they erased his memory. Now, here's something crazy. The Sacramento Fire Department uh, airport branch, when they arrived to um, Danny and they found him and stuff, they were asked about it and they said they could not talk about his conditions because of privacy laws. Yeah. So. The, the HIPAA thing, right? Yeah, but they 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 couldn't say like, what type of state he was in. So they, they could be, but uh they believe he spent the night during uh near Richards Boulevard along the I five corridor, which is a huge transit thoroughfare. I still don't see anything like if if he's like has a degree or anything. No uh military background, no nothing. I think we're focusing too much on the people and and, and what actually happened. Too, or I, I think I am. I don't know about y'all, because um, I read where he's the last thing he uh, Stephen remembered was staring out across Lake Michigan, and then fifteen months later he's walking up to his parents' front door, knocking on the mm-hmm. knocking on the door. See, here's another one about Danny that I just know uh, reading the Times Union, which I guess is a Newspapers from somewhere? It's not the Supernatural Wiki, is it? 
No, no, <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> this one says, um, this, uh, privacy laws. The idea of Danny, because I'm not going to keep pronouncing his last name. Sorry, man. Uh, <clears throat> spending time near a major trucking corridor supports the explanation he gave police that he was picked up by a trucker at some point near the ski resort and spent most of his time in the truck's cab sleeping. He was just some random truck driver's cab? Yeah. Maybe he gave him a ride. But uh, going back to the Supernatural Wiki mm-hmm. thing, uh, you know, you pointed out to me when we were talking the other day about whatever episode that was. Um, oh, um... With the Crossroads. Yeah, the 27 Club. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I got the, uh, I think it was me that got the, uh, the bone. Mm. Um, because I think the deals were, um, the actual deal needs a personal item and to be buried at the crossroads. I think there's more to it than that, but I don't think you need all the other stuff, like the bone or, or whatever else. There was something else, too. Anyways, it come off the Supernatural Wiki, and I didn't realize it until Tommy pointed it out the other day. So I'm oh, correct shit. that. <laughs> that was months and months ago. Right. <laughs> I, that was. Uh, yeah. They got us again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. I, I'm not saying anything as far as like if he had a degree or any anything else. I was trying to find some correlation in, in, to these two guys, but besides skiing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Totally. You don't know much about their personal lives, whether they were married or loners. Or... I mean. Uh, as far as Steve, I don't think he might have had a girlfriend. Uh, Danny was married. No. Well, that changes things. That's a little different. Well, still, like him talking about he got picked up by a trucker and spent most of the time sleeping in the cab of the truck. Why would you just get picked up by a trucker? (laughs) I feel there's more to that story than just that. Yeah. Like I said, though, if he wanted to leave, why not change out his ski clothes? Yeah, that is a little odd. So the only similarities I'm seeing is skiing and truck drivers. Now, is there some paranormal connection we can na- can make with skiing and truck drivers? Do truck drivers just hate people that ski? And maybe they're driving around the country kidnapping them? I mean, we'll have to get a hold of one of those high-end institutes and have them do a study for us. <laughs> <laughs> it'll cost us like six billion dollars <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> it's like, speaking of that have you heard about the army did that study or yeah well the department of justice did the study for backpacks like within it, it took like i think a year but they did a study to see if carrying 200 pounds would affect if the way people walked yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. What? Oh my god! We're, our military spent money on that. Yes, I could tell them. Yeah, it affects you. <laughs> I think it's all about like you know they have money that they have to spend or they lose it, and if they don't spend it, that gets cut out of their budget. Man, I so, could come up with something better than that. Like I've I've heard stories of people going out like. Uh, bases and stuff and just unloading ammo just for the sheer fact of just unloading it to waste money. So that way it's covered back in the budget. 
Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But yeah. At the same time, I mean, <laughs> I know I could have told him that you could have stuck. Yeah. <laughs> so, so these guys were not carrying two hundred pounds. I just thought they were interesting, just because, like, like you said, you know, skiing and, and like I said, they're decades apart. So it's not like because Danny was in twenty eighteen and Steve was in nineteen seventy seven. Do you do you think maybe he took something that was drug related? But fourteen months on drugs, like to be hey man, people constant. people do it for years. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> like constantly to where I don't know. Yeah, this one's a tough one. It's hard to. I mean, it's it's very odd that they they did wind up leave one place and wound up you know somewhere else, hundreds of miles away. Um. I mean, it's really odd with Steven that he left, you know, where he did from the water to the water or for to the triangle and, and the distance, you know, that he showed up from those two things. Um, he's really, really odd. Yeah. And I know a lot of people can sit there and they'll be like, oh, well, come on. They, they left and it's so easy to chalk it up to, you know, like Danny hitchhiked his way to Sacramento. But why? Why keep ski gear? Why, you know, get a haircut and a new phone and then not remember having those, like, getting those things. <clears throat> and the other, you know, Steven just, yeah, he could have jumped on a, a, you know, semi-truck or whatever and made his way to Pennsylvania <clears throat> or whatever. But, I mean, was it, was it Pennsylvania? Or was am I getting that wrong? No, it was Massachusetts. I don't know what I was thinking. But uh, like I said, it's easy to chalk that up to. Yeah, they just wanted to leave. They just wanted to ride, whatever. But I just why, why? Yeah, Danny don't make any sense for still having the same clothes on. Yeah. Well, how long was he gone? Six days. Oh, I thought he was gone. For some reason, I had it in my head he was gone just as long as. Mm-hmm. Steven. Six days. Yeah. Six days, yeah, he might have he might have hitchhiked. Yeah. To California. Cause it like even Shane's finding it hard to find a correlation between the two. Mm-hmm. Uh as far as the maps go. Um The the only thing that like I said makes it puzzling with his case is the new cell phone, the haircut, yeah. and he still has his ski gear on. Yeah. So that could be one of those things. Like, he had enough money on it. Maybe he needed the phone, bought a new phone, but couldn't, you know. Mm-hmm. Didn't have enough to get new clothes. So he just kind of stuck with what he had on. Mm-hmm. And where, and, and this is, again, Steven's the one that baffles me. Because he was gone for 15 months. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, just... Uh, one day randomly shows back up at his parents' house. Mm. You know. It's like, where did he go? Like I said, he's trying to do studies on, or at least he was doing, trying to do studies on, like, trying to reconnect his memory to see if he can't open it and unlock it. Because, according to people, they believe he just had amnesia for those, you know, 14, 15 months. You know. 
Yeah, I mean that could be a thing. You know, he he could have hit his head very easily. Yeah, and didn't know, you know, who, who or what he was. And <clears throat> but even doctors are like, it's it's strange for that for that long period of time. You know, because you're talking about what is that a a year and what, three months? Yeah. Did you check how long it would take walking? You said it was like several days, didn't you, Shay? Uh, oh, that was for Danny. We're talking oh. about Stephen. Stephen uh, was 238 hours walking. It would take him about 40 days, about six oh, hours yes, a day. Oh, yes, right. Yeah. So, I mean, and you got major towns within that path. Like you got what, Grand Rapids? Uh Lansing. If he decided to go that way, Detroit or Toledo. God, apparently all of Florida is just one big cave. Oh wow. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Why they act like they do? All right. Every Floridian is actually a cryptid. <laughs> <laughs> every single one. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a family there. I'm I'm even lumping them them there. <laughs> I'm at a loss on this one, gentlemen. Yeah, uh, I'm going cross. That's why I haven't talked a lot. I'm sitting here reading it, anything and everything I can. Like I don't. I think with with Stephen, it, it makes sense. There's the portals there, and there's triangles, and something happened there. But I I just can't. I can't make Danny make sense. He He's close-ish to the Benning Triangle, but not close enough. And close-ish to the Nevada Triangle, but the Nevada Triangle seems to be more alien. Like, crash and plane crash and all of... Like, there's something going on to make everything crash over there. Uh, not really disappearances. Oh. That sounds like a good subject to touch on one other day. <laughs> In of itself. I know it's very it's it's very interesting. Uh, that's one of those weird these toss ups. So you talk about four one one and the missing four one one, and you know these these guys are obviously part of that. And it, it it's weird how many of all these disappearances are actually paranormal. Has 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 someone actually sat down? And you might tell me, yeah, Dushe, and somebody's already done this <laughs> and evaluated every <laughs> single one. Like, is there a possibility of something paranormal? Or is this more than likely just something natural? I think because there have been people who have been interviewed and there's there's conflicting evidence. Mm-hmm. And not not in one person's story, but within the collection of missing 411. Okay. So <clears throat> a lot of it does deal with when they find people and the way David Politis puts it is he tries to eliminate the BS, okay? So, like, there are certain things that he looks for, for it to be classified as a missing 401 case, okay? And one of it is when they are actually found, they have no recollection, they're found long distances from where they disappeared to where in some cases there's no way they could have walked that in that amount of time. You know, and um, 
or if, if they're kids, they talk about like a, a few of them have been known to say like, oh, a bear helped me. A bear gave me food. And we're talking about kids that are like missing for months or days, you know. Um, and all of this. So there's certain things that just lumped in. And David Politis, if you research him, and just so people who don't know who he is, um, he is an ex-detective from California. I believe he is from San Francisco. He might be, uh, might be Sacramento. I can't exactly remember. But he is a retired detective. And he wanted to write a book on, like, people who went missing in national parks after some national park employees brought it to his attention. And that's when he started (coughs) doing all this because the National Park Service did not keep track of how many people went missing in their parks. And when he did a Freedom of Information Act to get the information, he was denied. And which, if you apply for a Freedom of Information Act, most times you get it because it's law. Um, But he was denied that. So now he is the founder of the North American Bigfoot Search, um, I guess, company. That's all that said. He's one of those crazies. Well, he well out of respect for the family, he does not speculate. He does not say it's Bigfoot. He does not say anything like that. Um, just out of respect for the ones who where people are still looking, or are upset. So, but yeah, Shane, dude, I think you'd find his work very interesting. Hmm. Yeah. I'll have pretty much seen from all the the maps we've discussed. I've never actually dug into his work at all. So he yeah, I'll, he I'll has, that. I think, if you have Hulu, I think Missing 411 and Missing 411 The Hunted are on Hulu for free. Mm-hmm. And I think one of them's on YouTube for free. But okay. Now, Missing 411, it's kind of like done in a way that they don't touch on the paranormal a lot. They just deal with the missing child that it evolves around mm-hmm. and his family. So you kind of get this feeling like the family's hiding stuff and all that, but it's, he's just trying to bring awareness to this, you know, kid that's missing and the weird circumstance because that kid, the when he went missing, his family was down by this little Creek and his grandfather and his grandfather's friend, was up by the trailer, which wasn't but maybe, I'm going to say probably 200 feet away from the creek or so. And he wanted to go back to his grandfather, and they said, okay, they didn't, they saw him walk towards the camper, okay? And when they went and done their stuff, they came back, said, hey, did he show up? No, he went missing. So he was gone. And there's Hmm. other cases where, and this is what lumps them into 401. Like, there's one where this group went hiking. This person uh, walked in front of them. And they turned the corner. And we're talking about maybe 30 seconds of them walking. So, once the person turned the corner, we're talking about 30 seconds. And then they hit the corner. And when they turn the corner, they're gone. Nowhere. Hmm. Yeah, that's wild. 
So those fit into that type of case instead of just like anybody who's gone missing is missing for one. Um, gotcha. So I think we're boring, Josh. He's just over there texting. The phone's right? not on silent, Josh. We hear you. Actually, it is on silent. Um, <laughs> if you see that, oh god damn it! You see that little kit? Focus. There's a moon there. It's on Do Not Disturb. But if I have it open, it does make noise for some weird fucking yeah. reason. I don't know. Mine doesn't have a moon. <clears throat> it started pouring down rain in here, and my I washed my sleeping bag earlier, oh. and it was out on the deck drying. So. Got to rewash it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I ain't worried about it being rained on. I just said yeah. it was dried at that point. <laughs> I say it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, rain almost messed me and my brother up earlier. We had a lot of pieces out for the Nova out in the driveway. We had just painted, and all of a sudden it's just like, oh man, oh, come on! Damn. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I think we got it. we got it in in time. But. Well, so what you're saying is you don't want that wet raindrop look? Oh right, all over the cover. <laughs> 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 That's funny. And I'm glad to know that the Nova's finally coming together. Yeah. All thanks to Brandon, man. He's a beast. Yeah, he gets out there, and I'm like, yep, this bolt's stuck. I can't move it. And he's like, and just breaks. I'm like, damn. <laughs> uh, out there making you look bad, I see. I, I know, like every every damn day. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see it go down a damn road. And will you film it this time? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I still didn't get the engine starting up. I haven't seen that. Uh, yeah, we haven't fired it up again. We we tore everything back down to to paint and replace you know bearings and it's all it's that so stuff. Funny to me how we put that intake manifold on that damn motor. No, oh, right. Drilling the fucking holes out so it'll <laughs> so it'll fit. It works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's hope it doesn't leak. <laughs> I say. So I'm looking at these guys one more time. Uh, so I see, shoot, you, you probably have it up, Tommy. What what month? I know they were years apart, but what month did they go missing? Okay. So let me go back up here to Stephen. Stephen went missing in February. Okay. Uh, February for Danny. Okay. So. Oh shit! Something else that ties them together. And reappearance. What month? Well, so you look at fifteen months after. Dan. Oh no, not Danny. Stephen disappeared. So. You look about May for Stephen, and it'd still be. Let me see here. I think it'd still be February for Danny. Yeah, depending on what day he left. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He wasn't even okay. Yeah. Yeah. I keep forgetting that he was only gone a few days too. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, at least we got February. Yeah. February. 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 All right. I'm. I'm. I'm just gonna let Google make the connection. February. Skiing. Missing person. Truck driver. I think the truck drivers have something to do with it. 
Maybe they're like Floridians and all truck drivers are cryptids. <laughs> These truck drivers. <laughs> uh, my dad was a truck driver. I don't know. Maybe that explains some things on him. Well, my dad was a truck driver too, so. That, that explains some things too. Damn it. We're all like half cryptid. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. The first thing it pulls up is something from the, a news report in Boulder, Colorado. Oh, what the hell? I'm not reading all that. Scratch that. I'm too lazy. <laughs> That's what I hate when you pick up like an article and like the first six paragraphs of it is like, you know, in Boulder, Colorado, they have very nice grass. The trees blow in the wind on windy days. And then this next one pulls up like sexual predators. I'm like, so if you combine missing people, skiing, and truck drivers together, well, truck drivers have been known to be like prime suspects within serial killers and rapists. But why so, skiing? Are they skiing? Like they're skiing after them? They jump out of the truck. Know. They're just like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't. It's, I, Google. Like, <laughs> it probably just scratched out that word and was like, oh, truck drivers, missing people, predators. Right. Now, yeah. all of these contain, you know how that tells you, like, we we left yeah. this out. <laughs> now, now, they're they're including it. Yeah. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but the third article down is, it's about Danny. So there's probably not... Oh, yeah, a lot of these are all referencing Danny. Uh, Oh, but then another one, a missing skier right outside of Lake Tahoe, December 2021. That's actually not far from uh, Sacramento. Tahoe is in Northern California, I think, isn't it? Mm Mm-mm. It is... South Lake Tahoe is by Carlson City, which is, yeah, it is Northern California. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I thought it was Southern. Well, how did I get that? Okay, never mind. Huh? Yeah, so let's see, 9.57 p.m. Christmas Day. Uh, this is 2021. All right, 43-year-old Rory Angelota of Truckee, California, told... The reporting party, he was going to go skiing before having Christmas dinner with friends. He didn't show up, and he's he's been missing. So let's see if he's found. So I think this got picked up not because of truck driver, because of truckee, California. Oh, I got you. Ah, shit. No, he was found dead about a week later. Never mind. Well, things happen. (sighs) You're so inconsiderate. Right. God. It's an hour and forty two and fifty two minutes from Sacramento to there. Yep. Not paranormal, just an accident. Uh-huh. Yep. And Tommy was insensitive. What do you mean? What happened? Damn it, Tommy. What happened? You're insensitive. You just you just said shit happens, whatever you said. Oh. Your guardian, your guardian angel, or whatever watches over you, you know, keeps a checklist of these things. Oh, like, well. Tommy was a dick, so <laughs> I, I honestly wasn't paying attention, and I was looking at maps. So. 
I'm sorry. Was that too harsh? Like Tommy was a penis. A penis. <laughs> now I'm gonna chop out everything in the middle, and it's just gonna be like Tommy's a dick. Was that too harsh? Tommy <laughs> is a penis. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I said that. Though. My bad. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's how I knew you weren't paying attention. <laughs> I was I was mapping. I wanted to see how far away from Lake Tahoe was from Sacramento, and it's yeah. roughly about two hours. So. You're just spewing out assholelessness when you're not paying attention. Petition, petition. Yeah, <laughs> write a petition against me. Are you trying to cancel me, Josh? <laughs> yeah, I think I've got my my ideas on what happened with these two guys. Yeah, we can go to final thoughts. Is Shane's going to be going through this for like the rest of this week. <laughs> we just sent him down a rabbit hole. <laughs> I did add some new things to my map. They made it to my map. Mm-hmm. And we have a new triangle now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably just start adding everything we talk to on here. Talk to. Talk about. We talk to these things. <laughs> I mean, I talk to my maps, yeah. <laughs> I was talking about what we what we talk about. We talk to him. No, Shane Sweet talks his maps. Hey, baby, want a good time? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Who's it? Who's it? Oh, I was gonna do like pet talk. You like? You oh, went no, 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 I went sexual. all the way. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna be like, "Who's a good man? Who's a good man?" <laughs> that works too. <laughs> I'm over here tickling Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel that Mexico? The entire country. What, what, what would be messed up if, like, tomorrow we wake up, it's like huge earthquake in Mexico City. Oh, man. Shane. I'd be like, <laughs> dude, I will use my powers for evil and instantly quit my job and blow the map up and just <laughs> start crushing buildings, picking up banks, <laughs> shaking them into, like, a money bag. He's paying a real-life SimCity 2000. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I think Danny was just a hitchhiker. I, mm. I, I don't. I, I'm, I'm gonna chalk it straight up to him being a hitchhiker. Mm. Um, Stephen, on the other hand, I think something happened to Stephen. I think um, either he was. Um, I don't know if hypnotized would be the right word, but um, something caused him to stay away for 15 months and not have any recollection of it at all. Now, we I don't know if he traveled that whole way or if he was picked up here and he flashed out of the Bennington Triangle and there he was at home. But where did it... I don't even remember. Did it say where he actually lives? Is um, it where he come out at? Uh, I, it doesn't say he lived there. Pulling up everything else but what I need to pull up. It just says uh, he popped up at uh, Pittsfield, and I don't know if that's where he lives or where he lived. I got you. Um, yeah, I think some, I really want to say uh, alien-like thing happened to him. Like he saw something over Lake Michigan and it caused him to go into this daze. <clears throat> and he 
carried out the task they had for him, and then they let him go, you know, in, in Pittsfield. That just happened to be where they were. That's what I'm going to go with. I'm, I'm pretty much in agreement with, with Josh on Steven. Uh, we've speculated before about the existence of portals, and I know as silly as it sounds that Sasquatches work for aliens, uh, and they drag people in these portals. Maybe, maybe not, but whatever the case is on that, from to disappear and reappear both next to these portals, I I do agree that it's it's alien related. Mm. Uh, I wasn't thinking task. I was thinking he's getting probed or something. I guess <laughs> yeah. that's a task. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fifteen months of just probing. <laughs> when you said has a picture, they like hand him some paperwork. Like we need you to file this. Go go mop hallway C. <laughs> I'm. They could do both. You get probed in the morning and secretary in the afternoon. <laughs> that always see in the evening. <laughs> that keeps you from sitting down. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, not enough info on on Danny. Uh, now I'm not saying he he did it himself. I'm not saying he got kidnapped by a truck driver cryptid either, but. I I think it was something explainable. Even if it was like a overboard situation. If you remember that movie, maybe he just got amnesia and just just lived a different life for that that short period of time hitchhiking and just thought that was the thing to do because he had no idea who he was. Yeah. So yeah, I'll I'll leave that in in the explainable, but I do think Stephen is definitely aliens, mm, yeah. normal aliens, not mermaid aliens. Well, <laughs> even though he was on Lake Mary, <laughs> you notice I didn't bring it up this time because <laughs> every time I do, Shane walks away because <laughs> he 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 can't deal with facts. Okay, Roanoke <laughs> facts. I'm just saying. <laughs> not convinced maybe, maybe I was just wronged by mermaid aliens you ever think about that every time you bring it up it brings back those painful memories of them stealing my SpaghettiOs when I was a kid well then you you shouldn't have let them steal your SpaghettiOs I don't want to tell you what could I do I was four you expect well, me to fight an army of yes. mermaid aliens yeah they had tritons and laser guns you're Shane and hovercrafts you're Shane and machine guns. But <laughs> that's funny. Oh, I'm 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 kind of in agreement with both of y'all. I think Stephen definitely pr- probably could be aliens and not mermaid aliens. And yeah, Danny could be a hitchhiker. The only thing that sticks out with me as far as Danny is why. And if he was hitchhiking, why didn't he change his clothes? That's probably the last thing on his mind. Might have been. But then he went back to everything like six days later, so I don't know. Weird. But that's... Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're all in agreement here on pretty much everything as normal. So... Tell us what you think. 
and I probably should give a shout out to all the social media and Patreon and all that too. <laughs> let me let me rework that ending. Josh, cut that. Part. <laughs> you got to rewind. Do the rewind, rewind. noise. <laughs> oh, I don't know what that was. <laughs> Dang, that, that was a quick rewind. off. <laughs> yeah, it ate the fucking VHS. <laughs> oh, man, hyperspeed, guys. Hyperspeed. Uh, <laughs> oh, hyper, yeah. <laughs> Paranormal podcast. Forgot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we're all in agreement. So, ladies and gentlemen, check us out on, you know, our social media. If y'all like the content and y'all really enjoy it, um, please like, follow, share, subscribe, all that stuff. We're on all major podcasts. We're on YouTube. We're doing some cool stuff over on YouTube, and we're constantly growing. Um, we're coming up with new stuff to do. And uh, we do have a Patreon, and that will help us get the content you like to you. And also some interesting free stuff afterwards, like me messing up this whole outro just a few seconds ago that y'all didn't hear unless Josh left it in, then I'm sorry. You did hear it. Uh, (laughs) So check it out. That also helps us so we can go out and, you know, do some more ghost hunts and build some more equipment. and. They'll probably use the money somehow to sacrifice me to something. Who knows? Oh, definitely. Definitely going to do that. But (laughs) anyways, ladies and gentlemen, these are just our opinions. Tell us what you think.